0: Time now for The Real Estate Connection with Stephen Fayard, a realtor and certified probate and real estate specialist. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or a seasoned investor looking to downsize, move up, or refinance, this program is for you. Our house
1: in the middle of street. the
0: From probate sales to landscape design to home repairs and maintenance, This is your weekly look into all things real estate. Now your host for The Real Estate Connection, Stephen Thayard. Hey everybody, welcome to another
1: episode of The Real Estate Connection brought to you by Good Patriot Realty, a salute to home ownership. Hey, it's been a minute since I've been on uh, the podcast Airwaves and I just want to say thank you for sticking with me. If you're new to the podcast and want to subscribe, you can go right here to Apple Podcasts and put in my name, Stephen Thayard, and look for the podcast title, The Real Estate Connection, hosted by Stephen Thayard and sponsored by Good Patriot Realty, a salute to home ownership. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me again today. You know, to top the topic of today's broadcast, um, inspect it before you sell it, it comes from real-world application in my experience as a real estate broker and helping people buy and sell homes. And it's just been reinforced recently in the process of helping a client buy a house uh, where um, some decisions were made on whether to inspect an issue or not inspect an issue that had a dramatic, and I mean dramatic, effect on the sales process on deciding whether or not to move forward with the purchase of a home or not. And this is the type of thing that you can absolutely avoid as a home seller as you are getting ready to put your house on the market and try to extract the most equity as you can in a tough market. And we are in a tough market. Interest rates are higher. There aren't a lot of sellers out there, which means that buyers are... are are fighting for homes still, even in this environment. However, um, deals are falling apart a lot easier than they used to just because there's a little bit of uh, hesitation in the marketplace to pull the trigger because interest rates are so high. Hey, if you would like this kind of advice personally for your personal situation, hey, give me a call. 408 472 0817, Stephen Thayard at Good Patriot Realty. I'd be happy to help you walk you through your uh, personal situation and let's get started. Let's get your house listed for sale. Let's start the process. Uh, it usually takes about 60 days beforehand. And if you're planning to do it in the spring, now's the time to start talking about it um, because um, there's just all sorts of interest, uh, interesting issues that may pop up in a conversation that you're going to need some space and time to deal with as you get your house ready for sale or for the marketplace. So let's jump right on in to this uh, information. All right, we're gonna start just by kind of a little overview, right? So why would you wanna do this? right? Most all, all home sales or purchases involve inspections, right? Um, no one is going to make one of the largest purchases in their lives without taking a closer look. So we call it the kicking the tires process. So why not use this inevitability to your advantage as a seller. You know the saying, right? And I, you probably have heard this. Um, an attorney never asks a question in court that they don't already know the answer to. So you being a seller, putting your home on the market, don't you already want to know the answers to the questions before they're asked? And so this is what the home inspection process is for. Now, you are going to know information about your home that the buyers don't know just because you lived in it and through the disclosure process where you're going to write down uh, and answer questions that are in forms that elicitate or elicit, sorry, that elicitates not a word, to elicit um, information to be documented on paper for buyers to depend on when making a decision as to whether or not to purchase your home. But there's more information that will be provided through the inspection process. So what systems should a seller's inspection cover? Right, so we're gonna jump right on in to once you've decided to have that home inspected and you have it inspected prior to putting it on the market so you can get the information first, it's really important. All right, so what systems should a home inspection cover? Systems that are generally covered in a home inspection include the following, plumbing systems, leaks, Evidence of past leaks, faucets, showers, tubs, toilets. We're also going to look at electrical systems, outlets, outlets, GF, GFI uh, uh, plugs in water areas, whether it's in the bathroom or in the kitchen. Outlet covers. You'd be surprised how people start projects, put in new electrical, and for some reason don't cover the outlets. Electrical panels, whether they need to be updated, there's issues with them from past, uh, whether the manufacturers have had recalls um, on issues um, that you're just not aware of uh, during the time period that you've been living in your home. Incorrect wiring, um, whether or not it's an older home and still has knob and tube. It's going to uh, look at kitchen. Appliances, ovens, microwaves, garbage disposals, dishwashers. They're going to turn all that stuff on and make sure they're working. HVAC, heating, ventilating, and air conditioning equipment. They're going to run heaters, run AC if it's warm enough because we don't run the AC when it's in the winter because it's cold. It's bad for the compressor, bad for the system. Check compressors, um, provide uh, an examination of the system and give an estimate of the remaining life of the system. If it's new, no problem, but if it's been sitting in your house, For 25, 30 years, maybe the HVAC system is at its end of its life and they're gonna check that stuff. Uh, They're gonna check for vents, uh, whether they're flowing properly or if they're clogged or if the um, filters are dirty and need to be replaced. Doors and windows, fire safety doors, especially at the garage. Garage doors need to have a self closing mechanism for fire safety. You do not want those doors stuck open, right? So that's part of the inspection. Um we're also going to be looking at any leaks around the windows, broken seals for double pane, missing door hardware. They're going to look for attic insulation in the crawl space. Um they're going to look for at the foundation uh for uh, for cracks uh in the foundation that are going to cause foundation failures. Now, there are t- there are times when the foundation is going to crack because if your cr- your foundation is made of concrete, concrete cracks. There is no concrete that doesn't crack. Just check your driveway and the sidewalk you walk on every single day. There's cracks in them, but there's cracks that lead to failure and there's cracks that are just natural or normal. Um, They're going to check for termites. um, And on the exterior, they're going to check for paint, uh, dry rot rot in the um, wood, um, electrical outlets, whether they're covered, whether or not plants are too close to the home. If you have any type of decks and wood support, those decks whether they're sitting on concrete piers or they're uh direct, sitting directly on the dirt which could be bad for the support structure because the dirt gets wet and wood is like a sponge it absorbs moisture very easily and the more absor- moisture it absorbs and it holds the softer it gets and then you're talking about um wood members getting weak and you don't want those wood members weak underneath the deck especially if it's an elevated deck uh, if it's on the, if it's close to the ground, it's not so much of a safety hazard, but once you get elevated up over six feet or five feet, four feet, right, then you have issues for that deck falling and causing injury to people. Also roofs, they're going to look at damaged and missing shingles, areas of potential leaking, uh, the sheathing, the the uh, sheet metal sheathing, sheathing around openings for vents uh, and chimneys, on the roof as well also chimneys chimney inspections if you have fireplaces that burn wood they're going to check to see whether the flue is working pop properly to open and close and whether or not there's a lot of buildup of ash and soot in the system and maybe the chimney requires some sort of cleaning all right so that's generally what a home inspection covers now once you get all this information what do you do with it all right suggestions for the information discovered. Remember, the inspection report is not a to-do list. This is not something that you get in your hand and your hair gets set on fire and you're like, oh my goodness, there's all this stuff wrong with my house. I got to make all these repairs before I sell it. There may be normal wear and tear and cosmetic issues outlined in the inspection report. However, not is not the time to make strategic decisions regarding the home for just normal wear and tear. Um, you're going to want to absorb this information, sit with it for a minute, and sit down and discuss it with your real estate professional. And if you want it to be me, give me a call, Stephen Thayard at Good Patriot Realty 408 472 0817. Again, 408 472 0817. The reason you want to talk through it is because normal wear and tear items may not necessarily need to be fixed. Um, It's just something that is a disclosure to the buyer and you let them determine whether or not it's an issue. Um, And it depends on what kind of market you're in, right? If you're in a seller's market where there's low inventory, the interest rates are low, there's tons of buyers running around and they're climbing over each other's backs to get into contract, you may not have to do anything because the house is the prize, right? However, if you're in a buyer's market where there's lots of inventory and buyers have lots of decisions and choices on homes then you may want to tighten it up you may want to fix all of the deferred maintenance you may want to invest uh, real dollars into the house hoping that they will have a return on your investment when a buyer comes to the table because there's always in every market a premium to be paid for any property that is turnkey, meaning when the buyer closes escrow, all they have to do is turn the key and move their stuff in. They're not not taking on any of your deferred maintenance that needs to be taken care of before they actually move into the house. So you'll make the strategic decisions. For example, an HVAC system. In a high seller's market, you may not have to repair a dysfunctional HVAC system, heating, ventilation, air conditioning, right? Because there's so much competition in the market and so much money moving around, a buyer may look past it and decide, I will take care of it. I just want the house. It's in the neighborhood I've been looking in. It's the size I need. It has the bedrooms and baths that I want. The backyard is the size I want. And it's in the neighborhood, right? deep in the middle of the neighborhood. There's a lot of positives that are going on for your property and there's a lot of competition for it. However, if you're in a buyer's market and buyers have lots of choices and there's not as many buyers in the market, they're gonna see this as a problem and wanna walk by. So in that instance, then you're probably going to wanna fix it. Um, So again, buyers even in today's market are paying a premium for homes that are already ready to go, that are turnkey, all right? So what if you decide to not perform the repairs? There's a strategy around that as well. So you will know the issue is not addressed before the buyers do. You can plan a negotiating strategy before the uh, for the issue before it's brought up from the buyer. And there are a few approaches that you can take. You can, one, adjust the list price for the home for the issues that you already know about, okay? But there's a strategy around that as well. And then you can be prepared to offer a credit for the issue. So if you know that your roof needs to be replaced, but you don't have $25,000 sitting around to replace the roof, you can adjust the price or be prepared to give a credit off the price for the roof issue. The additional strategy around these two approaches is to get a bid for the work and be prepared to counter any major monetary adjustment asked for from the buyer. So buyers will walk in with a different set of eyes. In a turnkey house, they tend to have this thought process. The house has been well-maintained. There's no issues. It has a good value. It's in good shape. It's priced right. I don't want to push too hard against the seller because they may not say yes to my offer. And so therefore, I'm going to offer market value. And if I feel that there's competition, I'm gonna offer some more. Now, for a house that has deferred maintenance with large repair items like a HVAC system or the needing of the roof to be replaced, or the flooring has to be torn out, like the carpet's trashed, um, it's just not saveable and you don't have the money to replace it, buyers have a different thought process. The house seems to not be um, lovingly cared for and maintained. I might be buying a money pit. It seems like there are a lot of repairs that need to happen. Even though the roof is only going to cost $15,000, $20,000 to replace, I'm guessing there's probably more money that has to be spent. So I'm going to ask for a $50,000 price reduction. That's just the human nature. As I've been in this real estate business, For almost 20 years, I've seen the thought process of sellers and buyers, and it always goes down the same pathway. So if you decide that you're not going to do the work, have the bid ready to counter the thought process of I'm buying a money pit. And even though I only need $25,000 to take care of the roof, I'm going to ask for $50,000 off the price. Counter back and say, no, I'm only giving you $25,000 off because here is an estimate, a bid for the work that I got before we put the house on the market and it gives you ammunition to push back. All right. Um, also, now that you are prepared for the issue, you're in the driver's seat, right? You already know what's coming. And then there's some negotiating strategies that you can use in real estate and life in general. And they are also wait, Okay. Don't be the first one to speak in the negotiation process because the first one to speak usually loses. Wait to see if the issue is even raised. So just keep your powder dry, hang back, put all the information out there. Let the buyers take a peek and decide for themselves what an issue is or is not. They may not even think the roof's a problem. They may be more concerned about the exterior color of the house, and they don't care, right? So, and then if the issue is brought up, wait to see what the buyer asks for. Do not offer up front. Have it in your minds. Discuss potential scenarios, but keep it to yourself. Do not speak about it. If the buyer brings it up, ask. just wait to see what they ask for. You'd be surprised. They may not ask for as much as you're willing to offer. So hold on and just relax. All right. There's also some things you can do before the home inspector comes out to help yourself with home inspections. Because remember, everything that is in the home inspection report becomes a disclosure. It has to be provided to every buyer that comes to look at your house as you as you have it on the market. And so you want the home inspection to look as good as it can based on what you're willing to do before the home is inspected and what you're willing to spend. Now, high-ticket items, you know, they are what they are. However, there are things that you can do to kind of set up your home for a better home inspection. Make sure the house is really clean. Generally, I like to have home inspections done um, right around the time that the house is ready for staging or um, about a week before it's ready to have pictures when it's ready for pictures. It's ready for inspections. Okay So the thought is that you want to set in the inspector's mind that the house is well maintained and cared for when they walk in the door if They walk through the door and the house is a mess. It's cluttered. You're still packing Then they're gonna have a different mindset. It's just human nature So you want to use it to your advantage Make sure the house is spotless spick and span and ready for pictures and how do you do that you declutter? Pack away excess furniture and knickknacks. hire a professional cleaner, Tr- trim up the front yard, cut back foliage away from the house, house cleaner will cost you $300 to $500, it's money well spent. Make sure you clean your HVAC system. Now is the, ch- the time to change your filters uh, for your heating and air conditioning. Repair any minor damage around the home before the inspector arrives. Make sure all the light bulbs work. Repair small holes in drywall caulk around tubs and showers and toilets. And if you don't have time, hire a handyman. This may cost you no more than $1,000 to get done. Take a wrench out and make sure the toilet seat is cinched down and not loose. Home inspectors are notorious for wiggling toilets. It's They always call it out. Toilet is loose. You don't want it on your inspection report. Crank it down. Doesn't, doesn't show up. Remove any obstacle that will prevent inspectors from getting to items to be inspected. You want them inspected. You don't want the report to say too cluttered, couldn't get to it because then now no one has the information. You don't have it and the buyer doesn't have it and it's a question mark. You don't want it to be the uniform of the Riddler. No question marks. Okay, so you want attic openings accessible, crawl space openings accessible, clear clutter, clutter away from water heaters and furnaces. You shouldn't have clutter around your water heaters and furnaces anyway. Um, it's not—it's a safety hazard. Again, trim back the foliage around AC compressors. They're on the outside. The inspector needs to get to them. If a hedge has grown up around it and they can't really get to it, trim it back. Uh, cut back trees from your roof lines as well. They're going to call those. You don't want the trees touching your house or touching the gutters and the roof lines. You just want to trim all that stuff back. Uh, Especially if you live in a wooded area uh, that are subject to forest fires. Now that's a hot button right now in Northern California and anywhere in in California where there have been fires. Have that hundred feet clearance done before your house is put on the market. In some areas, you're going to have to have Cal fire Or a local fire department come out and inspect the property to give it a clearance. Prepare for that. Make sure it's done so that you don't fail the inspection. Buyers don't want to deal with that, especially with insurance rates going through the roof. Take care of it before the inspector gets there. All right. Perform your own inspection so you can help yourself out, right? walk through walk around the exterior and look for obvious defects make a note to hire a handyman to repair those we kind of covered that take a look at the roof line check for debris holes and gutters missing down downspouts, detached gutters fix them uh make sure there's no holes in your drywall uh missing doorknobs uh make sure your appliances are working if you've got a gas stove turn on all the burners click 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 make sure they all fire right because that's what the inspector is going to do you can do it yourself and save yourself some, um, heartache on the inspection. If you have a worn carpet and you have the money and you can repair it or actually replace it, get that done before the inspector shows up and, uh, get any damaged floors in the wood. If you have hardwood floors or luxury vinyl plank, and you had a piece that has a chip in it and you can hire somebody to slap in a new place, a plank and make it all better. Do it. Um, uh, check for evidence of past leaks or new leaks under the sink or around the toilets. Get those fixed. Um, you may not be able to address every issue, but make a make a yeoman's attempt. Make give it the old college try and get it as good as you can before the inspector comes out. Because again, everything on the inspection report stays. And unless you're going to take the approach, I'm going to fix it and then attach something to the back saying these repairs have been made. Um, you'll want to take care of as much of you can as of it as much. Of it as you can before the inspector arrives okay Um, these are all really good things and why do I say that I also said there's downsides in um, recent history (laughs) and dealing with a buyer there was an issue that was disclosed during the disclosure process again we talked about documents Um, that ask you questions, and you fill them out, and you explain things, and you tell the truth. And an issue came up, and there were no further inspections for this issue. My buyer and I saw the issue and decided to have it further inspected, even though the seller didn't. The, uh, The repair amount for this issue was so large that the buyer decided to back out of the deal. Now, the seller could have saved themselves some heartache by looking at the issue before the buyer showed up, had it checked out and known what the dollar amount of the repair was gonna be and planned for it before the house went on the market, but it didn't happen. So it affected the whole entire transaction and that is what you want to avoid. You want to know what's going on before buyers arrive. Because if a big issue comes up, you have the chance to take care of it, address it, come up with a strategy for it before you put it on the market. And it's not a big surprise after you've accepted an offer. This is what you want to avoid. When buyers see everything on the table and they've been able to make decisions based on information provided up front, there's a stronger likelihood that the deal will close. If surprises happen during the transaction because inspections weren't done or issues were not addressed, you raise the probability of the transaction falling apart halfway through. And if you have plans to move or you have a timetable that you're dealing with where you need to get somewhere in a timely fashion and you need the money out of your house, this could be catastrophic. So remember, inspections up front are vital to help you have a successful sale of your house and for you, you you to be in the driver's seat in negotiating the transaction because you know ahead of time what's what the issues are and that's really important especially in California where in San Jose the median priced home is 1.8 million dollars that's a lot of money And as you go out into the edges of the Bay Area, that number decreases. But we're still talking about a minimum of a half a million dollars on the table in the sale of a property on any house that's within an hour of Silicon Valley, the heart of Silicon Valley. So these are major mistakes that you do not have to make in selling a house. My advice, free of charge, just for listening. Okay, so thank you very much for attending or listening. <laughs> I guess you're not attending, you're listening, uh, whether you're in your car or at home or doing chores around the house. Um, I appreciate you guys taking the time uh, to uh, listen to another episode of Good Patri- of. <laughs> Real Estate Connection, uh, sponsored by Good Patriot Realty, a salute to home ownership. There's some authentic uh, mistakes right there. Um, I gotta give a I gotta give a Glock and spiel. All right. How about a bicycle horn? <laughs> Back on track. All right, so thank you again for uh hanging out with me on the Real Estate Connection, sponsored by Good Patriot Realty, a salute to home ownership, and your host, Stephen Thayard, broker owner and podcaster. Um, who knew that I was ever going to be doing this when I got into my middle middle age? But thank you again for attending, and I'm going to leave you with this. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for your Lord, your God, will be with you wherever you go. And remember, he did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and discipline, or a sound mind. And um, be kind to one another out there. And if you have any questions— about your your particular situation in dealing with the sale of your home. Give me a call 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. I would be happy to speak to you about your situation in selling your property. And if you want to never miss another episode of The Real Estate Connection, just go to Apple Podcasts. I uh I uh Apple Podcasts uh <sighs> <sighs> Podbean, uh, Spotify, I'm on the interwebs. Just um, look up Stephen Thayard, the Real Estate Connection podcast. It'll pop up in any uh, web browser search. And thank you again for joining me. And we'll see you, hopefully, God willing, next week on another episode of the Real Estate Connection sponsored by Good Patriot Realty. A salute to home ownership.
0: This has been the Real Estate Connection with Realtor and Certified Probate and Real Estate Specialist, Stephen Thayard. Licensed Cal BRE number 01700019. For more information on this program, visit realestateconnectionradio.com. To contact Stephen directly, call 408-472-0817 or email info at radio.com. And be sure to tune in next week at this time for The Real Estate Connection.